What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Gen Avatar. It's raining right like crazy at my place, and uh, the background noise as you can hear. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. It's how to be a good debater or how to debate like a pro. It doesn't matter whether you're debating from a podium or you're just fighting with your mom at home. Three simple rules apply to agreeing like a pro. When you use effective communication, a well-placed argument, you really pay attention to what your opponent is saying. You can make just about any opinion sound like the right one. What's up, guys? I'm Jen Talk, and I'm here to talk to you. So, let's get started. Number one, follow the form if debating formally. If you're going to be debating in a formal setting, such as for a class or for a club, you'll want to be sure you know how a debate actually works. Formal debates follow a formula, and you'll want to know that formula like the back of your hands so that you're prepared. It's also important because breaking from the formula can lose you points. Usually, there is a statement in one or more terms and one or more teams or single debaters will be assigned to either agree or disagree with the idea. You'll then take turns making your points according to a set period of time. There are a couple of different debate styles which determine the rules and how the debate works, so you'll need to know which one you're using in order to be clear on the rules. It's a good idea to look into this well in, in advance and do some research online. Look for words like competitive debate parliamentary debate or oxford debate these are some of the styles of debate you might encounter number two keep calm when you debate stay calm don't start shouting or you get angry this will show your weakness to your opponent instead keep your voice even and keep your facial expression neutral this makes it much harder for your opponent to find which buttons they can press to make you trip up if you're having trouble staying calm try focusing on your breath uh, for a few minutes for a few minutes. Number three, speak, speak clearly. When you can talk, speak clearly so that people can understand you. Speaking clearly also me makes you sound smart and more confident. Speak clearly by using a loud enough volume that people can hear you and then enunciate your words. Don't mumble or slur your words, but say each word deliberately and say each syllable carefully. It's easy to catch poor enunciation, when reciting tongue twisters, try this one. How can a can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? Number four. Explain your logic. When you explain to someone how you arrived at the conclusion that you came to, deliberately and step by step, you're forcing their brain to think in the same way as your does. As long as your reasoning is at least good on the surface, this can be one of the most effective ways to bring someone over to your side of the argument. Number five, be respectful and fair. When you argue with someone, be respectful. Don't insult them, talk over them, or judge them. Doing this can be seen as a sign if your argument isn't very good. Plus, it makes people defensive and much less willing to listen to you or want to agree with you. You should also be fair in an argument. Don't distort the facts used in evidence against them that is recent and directly related, not old and war under the bridge. Uh, a bad example of debating would look like why would we listen to you you broke the system last year when you were in charge of the project you'd probably just ruined this too a good example of debating would look like i know you're really excited about this project but the situation is very sensitive it would be better to use someone with more experience so that it can be done more efficiently number six act confident also 
you don't have to be actually confident. Acting confidence can make you in your argument much more appealing and believable. When you don't act confident, you communicate, even if it's not true, that you don't think your argument is a very good one. You can do some simple, easy things to make yourself appear more confident, though. Make eye contact with your opponent as well as people in your audience if you have one. Don't fidget. Instead, using your hands to talk or keep them pinned in front of you. Speak clearly and with purpose. Avoiding filler language like um and ah. Uh, just a few adjustments will have it seeming much more sure of yourself. Uh, number seven. Use arguments based on logic. Arguments based on logic, sometimes referred to as logos in the study of arguing. Use examples and ideas which are rooted in simple direct reasoning. These kinds of arguments are especially helpful when debating with someone who considers themselves smart and logical. They're also good for topics that are serious in nature, like politics and economics. Try to use facts, statistics, and real-life examples to make logical arguments. An example argument would be, evidence has shown that rates of teen pregnancy have decreased as more comprehensive sex education has become a mandatory in schools. You can see in this chart, blah, blah, blah. Number two, use arguments based on emotions. Arguments based on emotions, sometimes referred to as pathos. Uh, I mean, not number two, sorry, number eight, referred to as pathos, yes. In the study of arguing, these appeals to people's hearts and emotions. These kind of arguments are especially helpful when debating with someone who is prone to strong emotions, showing heightened joy and easily visible sadness. They are also good to- for topics that are human in nature, like arguments about social justice, discrimination, even current uh, events with great tolls on society like the Israeli and Palestinian conflict. So to draw on people's hopes and fears, use personal stories and try to make personal connection with either your opponent or your audience by comparing the situation to something that is close to them. An example argument would be, backing out now would pose an infinitely greater danger to us than if we stay and try to fix this problem. Untold lives can be lost if we leave, but if we stay, then we can save lives. Number 9. Use arguments based on authority. Arguments based on authority, sometimes referred to as FOs in the study of arguing. Use appeals uh, use appeals to authority and credibility of or that of another who supports your ideas. Those kinds of arguments are especially helpful when debating with someone who is not as experienced in the field or who has a particularly weak argument. They're also good for topics that are academic in nature, like arguments about medicine, science, and history. Try to establish your credentials and elaborate on your experience when using arguments like these. Make sure ahead of time that your opponent is not significantly more experienced than you. An example argument would be, I've taught for over 30 years and I've seen all of these practices firsthand. I know that what works in the field and what doesn't, ideas in real life are two very different things. Number 10. Do your research. The more prepared you are for a debate, the better you'll do. If you really want to guarantee a win as much as possible, do your research when you know a topic backwards and forwards and from all angles, you'll be much better prepared to counter any argument your opponent might dream up. It's especially important to know the most common arguments for and against both sides of the issue. 
when you know what your opponents likely to emphasize, you'll be able to explain why that's wrong. Avoid making websites like Wikipedia your main source of information. It's a good place to start, but you should fill in your ta- facts from sources that are experts in whatever topic you're trying to cover. For example, if you're going to debate about economics, don't quote a Wikipedia fact. Quote Alberto Alessina, one of the economic professors at Harvard and co-editor of a major economic journal on the topic. Number 11, I think. Look for logical fallacies. Logical fallacies are when the line of reasoning that someone uses is wrong. Even though the conclusion might be right, the way of getting there is wrong. This can be used to shed doubt of, on their conclusion, making your argument look better. There are lots of different kinds of logical fallacies, and you'll want to study each one individually in order to learn to recognize and counter it. By pointing out look, uh, logical fallacies, in your opponent's argument. You force them to either accept them and reduce the credibility of their argument, or use their precious time to try and argue that their argument is illogical. One of the most common examples of a logical fallacy is called ad hominem, and it's about attacking the person making the argument, argument rather than the argument itself. This is often seen in politics. Think of it like this guy is a jerk versus there is no evidence that this plan work. Another common logical fallacy is called black or white. This is when an argument is presented as having only two options, with the outcome they want being presented as the best one. This ignores middle ground and other routes, which may make more sense. Think of it like when your mom says, you can get married and have children or you can die old and alone. There's probably some wiggle room in there, right? Number number 12. Look for weaknesses in their arguments. There are lots of ways in which someone's arguments can be weak. If you find those weaknesses, you can point them out, making your argument stronger by comparison. Try look for places where there's not thought the course of action through to its logical conclusion. An example of this is the recent Supreme Court decision that companies can have a religion and that employees should be subject to the rules of that religion. It may be more acceptable if the company is traditional Christian than if it's outrageous uh, past affairs, right? Another sign of a weak argument uh, is if they skim over a crucial point and use very little evidence to back it up. There's usually an uh, indication that there is no evidence, and they're mainly drawing the conclusion that they want to draw. For example, someone arguing that guns prevent mass shootings and only Using one example in favor of their argument is clearly missing how many examples go into the opposite direction. You want to lock in on that and talk about the evidence they passed over. And the last, number 13, keep the topic on track. This is when your opponent starts arguing about a subject separate from the topic you're supposed to be debating. When a debate goes off track, that can be a sign that your opponent is running out of solid reasoning and beginning to break down. Keep an argument on track and you'll be more likely to win. Ask yourself if the current argument ties directly back to the topic you're supposed to be dealing with, if it doesn't support one side or the other. The argument is off track. An example of this would be if you're arguing about whether guns prevent mass shootings and they start arguing that anyone that doesn't like guns is racist. Uh, Be forceful in turning the argument around. Call them out for changing the topic. This will point the behavior out to your audience and can make you look more confident and correct. So, this is the end of my episode. And I hope 
yeah, you you need something or two. Uh, I I I mean, you know something or two. This part, at least pretend, okay? It, okay, help me out here. Hit the like, subscribe, and share button. It's free, you know. Yeah, if I talk, we'll say thank you. Like, subscribe, and share. And yeah, goodbye.